Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am here with Nick and Deborah. You've met Deborah already, but it's the first time we get to meet Nick and I'm very excited for today's podcast. Guys, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves, how you are together, because obviously you guys are our twin flame union, which I'm sure we're going to touch on today. But if you'd like to tell me a bit about yourselves as individuals rather than as a union. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, um, I've been on Laura's podcast before and we had a really nice time. Um, yeah, and I'm an Akashic Records reader, spiritual mentor, um, yeah, and that, um, and I'm an artist, and I kind of mix it all together, I paint uh, spirit portraits and stuff, and that is also how I met Nick, yeah. through my work, so let's hear yes, a little yes, bit yes. about you. Yeah, we got connected through work, I kind of lost my way in the Amazon forest, and uh, and I started to work mainly with trees, so I'm completely connected to plant consciousness. I'm mm-hmm. working with nature uh, to develop my own yeah, spiritual path, actually. And then through that whole process, uh, also for work, I got connected to her to get deeper insights on my past and past lives. Uh, so I'm actually a medicine man, mainly working with ayahuasca now and combo and doing then readings as an intuitive coach with tarot cards and runes and coaching as well. Yes. <laughs> That's so exciting. I did ayahuasca this year for the first time in February and I've I've had a lot of experience with plant medicines of various forms. Um, and very much in contact with plant spirits. I worked in herbal, herbal, um, herbology and kind of uh, aromatherapy and things like that. So I'm always always taking my tinctures, always taking my herbs and things. Um, but uh, yeah, this year did ayahuasca for the first time and it, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't what I expected it to be, <clears throat> excuse me. But I think when I got where I needed to be, my kind of uh, my spirit guides were kind of like, why do you keep coming back here? <laughs> Your missions on Earth, Laura. <laughs> stop coming back up here. <laughs> so I was like, they, they kind of said to me, like, you know, you need to stop because it's, it's a bit for me. I don't know whether you have the biggest experience, but I mean, Deborah, you probably do with like re- reading the Akashic records and things. It's like when you're so very heavily connected to spirit, it's mm-hmm. almost part of my journey has been learning to live in the 3D, like down mm-hmm. here. And so yeah. every time I'd keep going back up into the 5D, they're like, she's back again. She's back again. What, what are you doing up here? You're supposed to be down there. So, oh, wow. yeah. So the, uh-huh. I think when I got there, the first night that I went, I did the, it was a three three day uh, ayahuasca retreat that I did. And the first night that I got there, they, they said to me, why do you keep using um, psychedelics? Because they said, you have a door to us, but yeah. psychedelics is like a, uh, like a, a sledgehammer through the wall. They were like, you, yeah. you keep like knocking these holes in the wall. And it's like, just just come through the door. And and it was an interesting experience of them kind of trying to say to me that I think maybe that I feel like I need a bigger connection with them than actually like, you know, one, one that's more for the physical for me, if that makes sense. Whereas actually mm-hmm. they're saying you don't need to be in physical contact with us because if you're up here with us, you're not down there doing what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. And it was that was quite an interesting kind of um, process. And like that was on the first night, so I kind of really humbly came back on the second night, just being like, "Please don't kick my ass, guys! <laughs> Please don't kick my ass! I'm trying to follow like the facilitator." of the retreat so I came back for day two and I was like oh please don't please don't be angry at me that I'm back again like really worried I was going to have a really bad night 
but I think by the sort of it's been it's, it, I, I love it I, I love working with plant spirits I find that it always opens your mind up to something that you didn't recognize within yourself and it's taken me I'm still integrating everything that came through from February have you have you done ayahuasca or or any plant medicines or anything Deborah because I'm not sure if that was part of that's, I don't think that's been part of your journey has it no, because I've never really felt the need for it. I've never had anything against it. It was kind of neutral on the whole thing, but I never felt like I needed it because mm. I was born clairvoyant, clairsentient, yeah. and, and I'm just like seeing everything. And um, I'm always afraid like if I drink ayahuasca, I'll just like take off and I won't come back. I'm like, Oop, doo -doo -doo, bye. Mm. <laughs> I imagine you probably get the same kind of experience as what, what I've had, I think. If you're very kind of, because I'm clairsentient and a clairvoyant and well, probably more kind of clairaudient than clairvoyant, but um, certainly clairsentient. And I've had that experience where it's where they were just like, what are you doing? Stop coming back up here. You're supposed to be down there. And I think that's kind of, you, I think you'd probably get the same experience where they'd probably be like, you don't need this. <laughs> you don't need okay. this. You're already in contact. Uh -huh. We already had two ceremonies, uh, yeah. although it wasn't with ayahuasca, but uh, it was also a big experience for you. And yeah, but for me, it's actually completely the opposite, actually. When, when I tap into my planned ceremonies and my spaces, it's just like a big celebration and welcome home. Uh, like I'm, I'm just being embraced by plants and I become my own plants that I connected with. And they're just working through me and I just open myself like I'm just a vessel of whatever that's going to happen that, that moment. So yes. yeah, for me it's a completely different experience, but that's beautiful how to see that plant medicines is very specific to each individual. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful. Awesome. I think yeah. finding, finding your own path is a really difficult thing to do, I think, because you know some people need certain things and some people don't. I mean, I've had 20 years of experience. Has it been that long? Yeah, I think it has been. 20, yeah. 20, 20, Jesus, 20 years of experience with, um, with like psychedelics and uh, of, of some form or another and working with plant spirits. So, obviously this is a long journey that i've had with them and it's only been up to now where i've gone to do ayahuasca where i was like this is going to be the thing that fixes everything and they're like that it you don't need this <laughs> and i was like damn it <laughs> so yeah but it, you know 20 20 years of working with plant spirits has gotten me to where i am now so i suppose and and i think in the pandemic i had like a like a an even sort of bigger spiritual awakening where i was able to disconnect from everything from such a point that a lot of kind of gifts that I had hidden um, had started to come back through again because I, I realized that I've had been having like mediumship the whole of my life and actually being able to see things. Um, and because it scared me, I shut it down. And so I kind of, and then, then this year, I think just before I went to the ayahuasca retreat, it started to come back in again. And I was like, oh shit, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. And one of my biggest fears is is going mad. So, you know, that's yeah. like because I had a nervous breakdown when I was fifteen. Completely lost my mind. Was seeing things, and I was kind of like, I didn't know if that was psychosis or what that was. And looking back now, I don't know whether it was psychosis or actually that gifts were awakening. And yeah. it really scared me. And then, sort of, when I went to the retreat, interestingly, to do ayahuasca, one of the things that came out was about the shadow people that I see, and. Mm -hmm. um, that somebody somebody else was there and he was talking about that his mother had come to visit him but she was just this shadow but he could feel the energy of her and i was mm -hmm. like hang on a minute those shadow people i don't think they're actually bad but when i was a child they scared me so much whenever i saw a shadow person it terrified me 
And I'd had this, anytime that started to come back in again, it was just shut it out, close my eyes, do very of my head and pretend it wasn't happening. But then during the ayahuasca retreat, I kind of I had it just completely changed my view of it that actually these are not they're not bad people. It's like that there's an, the, the, the shadow isn't about being like something that's evil. It's just the absence of light that's there in yeah. their realm in a way. So that completely changed my view. And then because of that, I started, I suppose I started to become more open to it. And so some mediumship and some other things started to come come in over the last couple of years. So it's been a, it's been an interesting process. It certainly has. Are you trying to get Deborah to to do some plant medicine with you? <laughs> oh well, I'm really looking forward to it because eh? if I see how the the last ceremonies have been with us as well, it's just like uh, I, as when you are one, and then like I already have my things that I developed for myself, and she as well. But I know this the first ceremony that we had. It's like. We are just really like this one thing that's working together. We just have to take a look at each other and we already know what needs to happen or what needs to go. Mm. It's almost like a second home. Like you just know naturally what you're supposed to do in that space. And that was a really big surprise. So I'm looking forward to introduce her to the family where I'm drinking and learning. And like, yeah, and it's going to be awesome to show her the jungle because that's a completely new world. Uh, this one thing to do with here in Europe and in civilization. But if you really go to, to her house, to the jungle where she lives, mm. the energy is completely different and the experiences go way, way deeper. Mm. And it's easier to connect to the plants as well. Yeah. Um, and then also actually to come back to the thing that you said about those uh, sh shadow people that you, you see, where it's something specific in the work, it, that, that's what you do. Huh? Like you transmute the darkness into light. It's not that you're really battling it, but you're like you're, you're approaching these dense energies in, in a way of like, I want to bring you back to the light or I bring mm. you back to the earth to transmute in a neutral energy to come back in the life circle for new creation, you know? Mm. So it's actually, yeah, it's not about seeing the bad and the good stuff, but seeing the full spectrum for what it is. Mm, I think that's been something that I've awoken to over, and I was talking to Deborah about this in, on Instagram the other day about this sense of awareness that there is no good or bad and when you come mm. from kind of like the polarization and obviously that's part of everything that there's this and that but then mm. on top of that is is the one so it's like the three things here we go we got the hands out there <laughs> with our triangles you know it's like the one that is actually the two you know yeah. and then it's uh -huh. the three so it's like the darkness the light and the unity of everything and I, I, I kind of got stuck I think a little bit through fear in in thinking that there was like things that were out there that weren't good and then I, I was talking to Deborah about this and I was like it's not there is you know it's just it's just everything is you know and there's mm -hmm. a perception of good or bad but that is the perception that you're putting from your aspect where you're aspecting that information from and it kind of this this year I think has come to that real unity consciousness for me which I've always been working on finding is finding that we are all one and and remembering that you know there is no us and them there is no darkness and light it's all just things that are creating the balance to be able to keep creating that 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 third aspect which was originally the first aspect you know the thing that created everything beforehand but uh -huh. it's 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 an this i don't know about you guys but i think the last three years for me have been a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it's the most greatest yeah. years that we ever experienced in our whole life. Though. It started in 2018 uh, and then it just started building up and building up and building up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. 
So yeah. yeah. And at the time that mm-hmm. I actually started my apprenticeship, she broke open all the way in the desert. Actually, at the same time, oh, yeah. I started to drink my trees uh, and went into apprenticeship with Ron Wheelock. So uh, yeah, it's quite quite funny to see as twins as well. How how uh, even that you're not together, that you still had certain points in your life that you really like had big changes at the same exact same day, the exact same year even that you weren't connected at all <laughs> yeah because when so. we were not together we didn't know each other then like i was going through a major breakthrough and he was on the other side of the world going through a major breakthrough and when then we started like going back on the timeline like what were you doing that year what were you doing that year and it all lines up yep uh-huh I've always had this theory that your twin flame just looks the same as you and you two are just, I said to Deborah about this, so I was like, you two are just like mirror image of each other. It's insane. And I've got friends of mine that I see that have kind of got married or whatever. And they yeah. are, they're just exactly the same human beings, just male and female form. But you two uh-huh. just are perfect together. It's like everything, even even you've got the same nose piercing and everything. It's like your smile <laughs> is the same, your face is the same. You're just cute as hell. <laughs> But that is also how I recognize twin flames. When somebody asks me, okay, is this my twin flame? It's the energy, because the way I see it, like you have an energy bubble around you kind of, but when you see a picture of two twin flames, the energy is one big bubble and they're both in it. Uh-huh. And when it's two people that are not twin flames, you can see that they're separated by their own energies. Mm-hmm. they don't merge the energies don't blend because they're not the same mm-hmm. and that's how i see it so so mm-hmm. i and i can also tell that we started looking more alike as the months passed yeah it is. and and that's something that i've read as well that you'll even start to look more like each other when you're in union mm-hmm. and in the beginning i'm like yeah whatever that's not true that's that can't be true <laughs> But now that I'm looking at myself in the tiny little screen here, I don't have the beard. Give it a year, Ukrainian. So tell um, us about your story then. Obviously, you know, I know Deborah, I think we've talked about kind of Akashic Records and Twin Flames and stuff on the podcast before. And, and last time I met you on the podcast, you were obviously not with Nick. So oh, tell, us, tell no. us a little bit about kind of how this came, because I've heard it, but I think other people would be really interesting yes. to hear your twin flame mm-hmm. story. So let me start by saying your twin flame is going to come into your life when you are not looking at all, when you are not expecting it, and when you really don't have time for it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened. Uh, well, he contacted me. Another thing I'm going to say, the universe time releases information they won't give you everything at once so i did his akashic records reading so he contacts me in january or february of 2021 i get this email or message on instagram and he's like hey i am nick and i have uh, this friend of ours blah 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 she gave me your contact information and i would like an akashic records reading so and that's it and i i message him back and i'm like okay yeah i'm gonna need a picture i'm gonna need your full name date of birth and blah 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 and any questions you have so he sends me all the stuff and i'm sitting on my couch i just had a baby then too by the way i had a baby that was two months old at the time so perfect timing of course yeah (laughs) with another person so uh so i'm sitting on the couch 
and I opened his picture because he sent me, and he's like, yeah, this is a, like making an excuse, trying to like, yeah, it's not a good picture, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's good, it'll work. And I look at the picture and I'm like, kind of like looking at the picture, like, what is it about this picture? There's something about this picture. Like, I recognize you, but I don't know where I recognize you from. Mm. But then I'm like, okay, just focus. Don't get weird. This is a client. Don't start getting weird. <laughs> Don't start getting attracted to people you work with. Just do the reading. So I did his reading a week later. I emailed him and he was uh, planning to move to the jungle. So, and we, we, well, usually when I do somebody's reading, it's like, here you go, bye. And like, you can email me if you have questions and stuff. Um, but so I, I hear him in May, I get another message from him. So a couple of months later, I get a message from, no, 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 that's not true. May I, I, I got a message around March, so a month and a half later or something, I get a message, hey, I'm doing this going away party at my house or something, getting like a thing, and they're getting together. But yeah, it was due during the COVID, the first lockdown. Yeah. We, I had a friend from Peru who got stuck in Europe and he came and lived with us in the house. So yeah, we couldn't go out of the house and connect socially, but then we invited people in the house and we started to do ceremonies over the weekends with Kambo and uh, Changa and Ayahuasca in the afternoon. Mm. And then we got like really a lot of people coming in and out and in and out of the house. And then one of the ladies that came by for ceremonies connected us together. She was like, oh, I got this reading from this crazy lady. She's a yeah. I give it a check. <laughs> Yeah, and friend. then uh, at the end of uh, actually the the circle of the yeah we say the lockdown when uh, we were closing down to prepare to go back to Peru we invited everybody to have like a holistic health day because uh, I had many connections in Belgium that were doing a little bit their own thing with light frequencies crystals sounds you name it and we just wanted to come together to just share our experiences and how we were feeling about that time. Uh, and I invited her as well, but then uh, yeah, yeah, he sent me an email, <laughs> and that's when I realized there was more because I was surprised by the answer that I got from my spirit guide. So I get this email, and it's a really polite email, like yeah, we're doing this thing. I would um, really like it if you could come. It would be interesting. Na, 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 na. And I'm leaving to Peru, and th this way we get to meet. Because I hadn't seen him physically in real life. I hadn't seen mm -hmm. him. Everything went through like online. The readings that I do, they're long distance. So, and there's this, like the first reaction is like, yes, I want to see you. But then I'm like, the second reaction is like, no, you cannot see each other yet. You're not seeing him. You're not going. And this like panic came <laughs> over me. Like, what the hell? Why? Like, I could tell that this was serious. No, you cannot see him. No. Because he needs to go, and if you go, then he's not going to go. Mm. So I'm like, okay, and I wrote some kind of excuse, like, I can't, I don't have a babysitter, blah, 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 blah. I can't make it. So he's like, okay, that's too bad. And I felt like, yeah, but I kind of want to meet this guy. But I had this feeling like, no, this is not supposed to happen. So I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. And I listened. And then uh, two months later, I got another message in May that, and he was in the airport in Lima, in no, Peru. In Brussels, no, or in Brussels, Brussels with on my your last way. Belgian beer. <laughs> I sent you a picture like it's time to leave. Thank you for the reading. I'm finally back on my way home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I get this message, and I felt this sense of relief, 
like, okay, he's going where he's supposed to be going. Okay. Mm. And then I kind of forgot about it, but then it, then it started. Once you arrived in the jungle, the whole thing started, the whole twin flame telepathy thing. So well, it was a little bit later, huh? like first I kept you up to date, uh, like with some pictures. Yeah. I really took my time to adapt a little bit because I was really worn out. I was at uh, another point of burnout, which is one of my specialties. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> one of your specialties. Uh, How to yeah. burn out. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I really got into a crazy situation in the jungle, actually. We had the agreement to go and take care of the camp uh, from the same friend that was actually staying with us in Belgium. But then things got completely sideways and it didn't work out like it was supposed to work out. So I actually closed the community to do work for myself. Um, and then by the time that I was about to make that decision, there was another guy from outside just coming in with tree bark. I was like, well, uh, what are we supposed to do with that? And he's like, yeah, it's for you. You have to drink it. Um, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't asking for it, but right. Okay, let's see what it is. Uh, and then I, I cooked up the bark um i think yeah and i drank it for three days and then the first three days that i drank it that's when things really started to open and it was actually renaco renaco is a master tree in the amazon yeah specific people that only work with ayahuasca or work with specific trees or work with tobacco or you name it. Um, and you also have people that specifically only work with renaco uh, renaco is actually the tree of love it teaches everything about connections relationships it dives into past lives uh, <laughs> it's the whole spectrum of the soul family yeah. everything together um, yeah unconditioned um, like love in yeah. the biggest sense of the word basically yeah yeah, yeah 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 um and that's when things started to open up and i really started to get crazy experiences but telepathy and feeling her presence let's go back to the chrono to the thing but yeah. that was the chronology like this yeah. was a very important part because after those three days everything started to open that's up. before you contacted me for the second reading yeah okay because yeah. then we're back on track with the story yeah <laughs> so yeah then we're in may so kind of just so people know because i know this so if you're listening and you you are new to us then now you know where we are in the story it's may 2021 and so yeah and you leave and then you're gone and i kind of try to go on with my life and then I get super sick. I get like the worst sinus cold ever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, can't breathe at all. I have to sleep sitting up and stuff. Oh. And he, he sends me a message and he sends me all these pictures. Like, hey, I'm in Peru, here's all the pictures. And I see all these pictures. And I'm like, I have this sense of just feeling really concerned. Like I want to make sure that this person is okay. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, that I've never felt with another like client before that I worked with, not like this. So that was kind of weird, but I kind of brushed it off. I'm like, whatever, don't get weird again. You're just attracted to this guy. Just, <laughs> just act normal. It's just the hormonal weird stuff. Just ignore it. Because <laughs> like my relationship that I was in at the point was not really that great. So I was like, maybe that's just it, whatever. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, hormones or something. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. or like whatever and i also had a baby <laughs> that was um how old was he at the time a year he was a year old yeah. and then um a year and a half he was a year and a half yeah and then so he says he emails me again like hey um and the thing is i know before that so he was in peru 
and I could feel his energy. Like in my sleep, I was kind of floating around and I saw myself floating around in what looked like a jungle. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? This is weird. Like night after night after night for two weeks or something, I saw myself like on the astral plane in the jungle somewhere and I could feel his energy. I couldn't really see him, but he was there. Like we were both together. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? This is so weird. And I'm still ignoring it, still trying to ignore it. And then he emails me and says, I feel like I need to get a second reading from you and, and get a more in-depth reading, more details, more information about specific blocks and this and that. Mm -hmm. And um, I was super sick. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to have to be patient because I have the worst. I said, they literally shut down my third eye. My sinuses are just completely... And now I see that it's probably because with all the stuff that was going to happen, I was going to see everything at, at once and I would have been freaking out. So I said, OK, I'll do your reading and blah, blah, blah. And so another few weeks pass. I'm all better. And I still have this feeling. It keeps building up. And I knew that I was nervous to do his reading. And I never have that ever. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I nervous? And I know now when I feel that way that there's going to be something in it that's about me, then I'm going to see information that's about me. And mm. so I, I already I can tell. So I do his reading, I do the second reading. And by that time, I was way more practiced and trained. And I had developed a whole new way of doing my Akashic records. I did a training with Debbie Solaris, who is um, another Akashic Records reader, and she has specific techniques to connect, connect to galactic frequencies and stuff. So I started doing my readings in a whole different way. The chakra reading is yeah. before you get into the chakra no, readings. No, I started, uh, I added all kinds of stuff yeah. to it. So I do his second reading, but the moment I connect, the first thing I see is us together in Lemuria the two of us and so i keep seeing lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of the two of us and how what our connection was mm. like there's a lifetime in lemuria where we were working together with very big trees putting crystals around them and like charging up the trees and Makes the funny sense. thing is i had that i already had my course online activate your telephone line to source that's the mm. name and then i see the lifetime with this tree and in the um, in the lifetime and also in another hypnosis session that I had a month earlier, uh, I saw that the trees were used as satellites, telephone poles to the motherships, the Pleiadian yeah. ships. So that's what I saw. And I'm like, okay, this is another little puzzle piece of information. Apparently, we were together in Lemuria. Okay. And then I see... Um, I didn't see the Atlantis story, I think, no, yet. That came later. And then, so yeah, then I saw a, an Egyptian lifetime where I was his mentor and he was a student. And I saw other lifetimes and a lot of information that he needed at the time because he was in a like, Very difficult, difficult situation, conflict with other people in the jungle. And all of that came up and I felt like I needed to tell him, but he didn't tell me anything about what was going on. He was always very like, I want another reading, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And uh, they never We're really all like that. <laughs> Don't tell them anything. If I do this kind of work, I approach my ceremonies always the same as well, is that I'm just open to receive whatever is the next thing that I need to receive yeah. instead of really focusing on specific things that I want. 
Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Exactly the same. Never get what you want, but you only get what you need, though. That's exactly it. I gave up that battle, and I just say, like, yeah, man, I'm here for the other round. So give me what I need, and I'm back on on my track, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But so, yeah, in that lifetime, I saw that we were somehow very connected. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then the, the images that I saw, like the Egyptian lifetime, I saw that I was some kind of like priestess and we were doing some kind of sex magic stuff. And I'm like, how am I supposed to tell this person that I have not even seen in real life that apparently I was some kind of Egyptian Tantra teacher and he was my student. I can't say that. So then I changed it a little bit. I'm like, yeah, we were working together in Egypt. uh, And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to say the details. (laughs) So, mm-hmm. and I send him the whole reading and it was about 12 pages all typed out, I think. It was long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. funny to see now as well that this kind of tantra topic, mm-hmm. specifically from Egypt, also came back yes. in the last we'll months. We'll get to that, yes. Yeah, months yeah. maybe. And uh, <laughs> let's go back to the timeline so that the people can follow mm-hmm. the story. So yeah, the, um, the second reading. Because I do want to really explain and just how it feels, all the stuff, so that people can recognize it when they're going through this. Like, what what can I expect or what am I feeling? Because it's very confusing. Your whole yeah. world just gets, like, turned upside down. Yeah. So I, I email him back and I say, here's your reading, but please don't get freaked out because I saw myself in a couple of your lifetimes that came forward and I felt like I had to tell you and so he emails me back like yeah i all of this resonates and i feel like we know each other from a lot of past lives lifetimes and i'm like yeah i feel the same and then we kind of started talking because we were both like intrigued by each other and like we have to be in communication Mm -hmm. we kind of didn't say that but we both had the feeling we need to be in contact Mm. So we started talking, we started sending each other messages, and then before you know it, we're texting each other all day long, constantly. He's in Peru, I'm in Belgium, I have two kids, and I'm living with my ex-partner, so perfect situation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so, and then then about um, in the beginning of July, I asked him, if I, I asked him for permission to look at our soul contract, I said, I want to know what this is, because this is clearly something very special. Um, we're not putting any labels on whatever this is, but this is something that is important. And he's like, okay, I give you permission to look. And then, um, yeah, I one night I went into the Akashic Records and then specifically asked to be shown what we are why is this happening what is this what are we supposed to do and the moment i are you there mm-hmm. yeah okay, okay. <laughs> the, mo- <laughs> the moment i close my eyes and i ask the question because it feels like spirit was then saying like okay you asked for it you're gonna get the whole thing and this whole like wave of information came over me i got bombarded by everything like this I saw this. The letters, no? That you saw no, this. first I saw the lifetime. I saw oh. Atlantis. So I saw us in Atlantis, and in I see this whole lifetime playing out in front of my eyes of us together in a, a big temple in Atlantis. 
and I see other people that I know. I see my daughter. I see um, a friend of ours that that was also our daughter in that lifetime. And then we had a son as well. So we we have we had three kids, and I was pregnant. So I see all of this. Like I was the fourth baby was on the way, and we were married, and we got married um, in Atlantis by the water, and there was this huge crystal, and we had to put our hands on it. I saw the whole marriage ceremony again in Atlantis, and I'm sitting there like, what the, what is happening? And I can't do anything because, like, you know, when you see very vivid images or, like, in hypnosis, your eyes go in, like, REM mm -hmm. state and they're going like this. And then you the images come and you can't stop it. So I'm just sitting there seeing everything, can't do anything. And um, then I saw the letters, like, how do you say that? Hieros gamos in Latin for twin flames or, like, um, sacred marriage. And I see those letters spelled out in front of me, like, in bold letters. And, like, wow. oh, no. And that's what, because I knew those words. And, like, no, this is not, this is not, no, no, <laughs> no, no, we're not twin flames. No, I'm, I'm with another guy. I have two kids. I have a baby. No. I can't do this. This guy is in Peru. So I'm I'm sitting there and he's waiting for an answer on the other side of the phone. Because I told I him say I'm anything. gonna go and look. Yeah. And then I'll get back to you when I'm out of the Akashic Records, I'll update you. And I'm quiet. And he's he's like, okay, why are like it was taking a while for me to respond? And I said, Okay, I'm gonna tell you the story, but I'm not ready to tell you all of it. I'm gonna tell you most of it <laughs> and i told them the whole story i basically told them okay we were married we had kids this and that i saw how we died i saw how we got separated but i left out the twin flame bit i just because i was like i wanted him to come to that conclusion on his own at the right time so i wasn't going to force his individual journey and influence it mm -hmm. with my information i felt like that was my thing to do so i told him everything and it kind of brought us closer together because by him him receiving that information it resonated and he recognized it on a soul level he could feel that it was true yeah I really connected a lot of dots that i was just uh, not seeing in the past like things that i had a lot of questions about like why is everything so strange for me and it's not like that for other people and then as soon as she had everything spilled out to me ah uh, okay no, no more questions. Thank you. Now, now I see where I'm at. <laughs> and then we we realized that we were very important to each other, but we never had any expectations. Aww. And then we, we just started talking and talking more and talking more. And before you know it, we're like at this point where we have to admit that there's stuff going on and that there's feelings involved and we admitted it to each other and that we didn't expect anything like i wasn't expecting him to come back he wasn't expecting me to like leave belgium uh, so we were just like okay let's just be there for each other and take it one day at a time mm -hmm. and uh, then you decided yeah to do the diet uh, yes. But then before yeah, all yeah. that, I, I told so you. You went all the way in, huh? uh, you did one more reading to really get some more details on the twin flame thing before I went into diet. Because you brought me this whole packet of information at the time that I uh, asked for more bark. And I was preparing for going one month in diet with the same treat that I drank three days uh, before. Mm. Uh, 
Yes. And then we yeah, we stayed in touch as well. Because huh? I, I opened a dieta with the intention, like if you open a dieta, you say to a specific plant, like this is the reason I want to connect to you. Uh, I do so much time and that's how it's going to look like. It's like you put up a contract mm-hmm. and then you do whatever you put in the contract. Um, and the questions towards my dieta was like, I kind of really have to work on this. And after this dieta, I really learned the the going in big ultimatums is not the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, my contract was like, okay, like I'm dealing with these relationships now. I still have certain blocks around relationships as well. Um, if you really want this to work out, then like, yep, just let's clean up everything that's in the way so we can just do what we need to do (laughs) instead Mm -hmm. of like, yeah. Uh, put it in baby steps or something no straight away all the way um and then then everything started everything uh yeah (laughs) one thing after another i think the first two weeks of the dieta i was quite okay and it was like oh wow this is like one of the most gentle dietas i ever did but then the communication that i received from her side she was going through one thing after another that was really difficult to deal with and then after a couple of weeks, like after two weeks, she started to calm down and she's like, whoa, what was this these two weeks? And then it came in two weeks for me. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like I was drinking for both of us mm. while she was going through it in Belgium. And then the next two weeks were my turn to go through my circle of problems that I needed to face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was just actually gaining the information, gaining the insights and opening the ways or the doors for the integration that would come actually the year that we've been living now. Mm. And this whole year has been one topic after another, all around the questions or the ultimatum that I put in the dieta for us. Yeah. Clean everything out, straighten everything out that was in our way. And then we got a very, very, very crazy year. I think it was one of the most craziest years that both of us ever lived through so far. And I think it's the way, like, you know, it's the woman that seems to transmute the energy first and then brings the healing to the masculine. And it, mm. it seems to always be that way that, that like we have to take the lead, that that's part of our alchemy as women, I suppose, that, that we transmute this stuff. And it's interesting that you kind of had that process that was going on whilst you were in the jungle. You're all mm. right, feeling okay, everything's great. She's transmuting all this shit for you on a psychic basis across the world. And then um, once she's transmuted it, then it seems like that's the energy that you can then bring in to actually transmute yourself. It seems to be quite an interesting thing that, happens with twin, twin flames that I've noticed anyway, but even in just relationships where it's just soulmate relationships, it seems to be the woman mm-hmm. interesting that leads all of that kind of spiritual side of things. And I think that's what often what we see in the, the planet at the moment is the, the suppression of the woman. So then mm-hmm. we have this unbalance, you know, this disbalance. And it, I find that quite interesting working with plant medicines. When, when I took ayahuasca, the first night I turned into Gaia, like mother earth, my, Mm-hmm. So my feet went down into the in roots of a tree and I, I turned into like the tree of life in effect. And and it was this most like amazing experience. But she was she said to me, they, they're not looking after me. And it's like they're suppressing the feminine energy because it's the feminine energy that will be able to transmute all the trauma on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so the suppression of the woman in 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 like on a macro basis and a micro basis you know, is really important because it's the only way that this imbalanced masculine power can stay in power with like the kind of patriarch as it were. But it's the Mm -hmm. only way that it can stay in power because if the woman becomes unsuppressed, she will transmute all of the trauma. And I think on the second night, one of the things that they said to me was like, you are the alchemist. You're the alchemist. 
that you transmute it and it's like I think that I think it seems to be something that kind of was running a little bit in your journey as well where it's like Deborah's doing a lot of alchemy for for you guys in a way and then once she's kind of dealt with it and processed it she can kind of be there to maybe guide you how did you find it Nick because obviously you're not you're in contact with like plant spirits which is which is certainly a a very physical thing but I feel like that's more kind of rooted in this plane as it were when well, you... I would say more the astral plane. Uh, yeah, depends because it's like it's still a different layer. It's also energetic. Yes, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I think with with Deborah because she's uh -huh. I don't know. It's different. It, it's kind of like you you have something coming in from the outside, whereas it's almost like she's coming from the inside to something else. If that makes sense, I don't know whether that makes sense. But uh -huh. it's like when you when you had her come to say to you about this, that, and the other from from the reading that you did. Did, yeah. Was there any part of you that was just like this lady's nuts? Like I, I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, and... yeah. uh -huh. No, but definitely for myself as well. Huh? Just going inside of my own and really thinking through over and over and over. Like, am I, am I still okay? Did did I go too far with my plans by sitting so long alone in the yeah. jungle now? Uh, like, and I'm really because like stuff really started to change. Huh? I've always been a very grounded person. Uh, I've been raised by an atheistic mom. Yeah. Religion wasn't at all in the family. And like the biggest part of my journey was all already just opening up to spiritual planes, uh, yeah. energetic parts of life, and really accepting just that there is more than the physical that we see. And I think this year, after six years, it's the first time that I really can say like that insecurity or that doubt is gone. Like yeah. now I really know what I'm doing and where I'm yeah just what, what i'm involved in you know and there is no doubt anymore it's not a search anymore like what is real and what's not and now i just know what i have to do um but the thing with plants is as well for me it's also something that comes from inside out but it's just at the time that you want to connect or learn from specific plants it's like if i want to want to get to know you we, we should meet each other we should go and, and have a drink or go to a party or do some things together and then you will develop a connection mm. it's the same with plants because we are in this three di third dimensional reality here yes. we need the physical substance to to connect to the molecular structure like we're not living in 5d anymore where you can just work on an energetic base without the mm. physical and mm. um, so you need it but actually what you do is energetically you let the plants that you connect with you let them grow in your energy body Yes. So as soon as I have a, a connection established, there is like the plants are in me. And yeah, then I don't need to bring them. I can just go and sit in my space and do my prayers and, and direct my focus to just open my connection. And, and I'm here. I can talk to my mm -hmm. plants whenever I like. Uh, it's just how do you yeah, cultivate your relationships with the plants that you're working with? Yeah, I don't think any of them are better or worse either. You know, as I said, I've had a 20 year journey with psychedelics and it's been instrumental um, in me keeping like that that one where it's because it's different for, for me the psychedelics is kind of quite in the body <clears throat> like through the body to get to that area you see what i mean mm -hmm. whereas whereas there's another side of it where it's like through the mind and through the third eye to get to that area and mm -hmm. and, and when like with, with deborah she she goes through her third eye through to it whereas when you're doing psychedelics you're going like through your body to up to get through it if that makes sense well, that depends. Eh? It depends. Eh? Like everybody has his own way of sensing it. Eh? Uh, I'm not so yeah, visual. Probably. That might be my and way. I have other <laughs> friends who are very visual, uh, visual, and they can really work with the visions that they got, like mm. work specifically on what they see. But for me, it's like I work with what I feel and what I hear. 
so it, it's a completely different approach and actually yeah i just see her as my teacher mm. it's like i don't serve ayahuasca now to people i don't feel 100 percent to already surf i really want to train a little bit more before i do that but like, if i already work with people uh, I, I do drink and then i let the medicine work through me and everything that comes through is what i apply to whatever the client needs mm -hmm. uh, and that's actually a more traditional way on how it was supposed to be or, or how it was in the past yeah, now, yeah curandero or the healer he drinks the the medicine and he it just has one person after another coming and sit, uh, sitting in front of him it's also the same way that my teacher works like when we do ceremony like you can come in and you wanna if you want to drink you can sit with us and drink but then like for the rest of the night you have like yeah, everybody from the block around that's sick or they have a problem or they want to talk about something uh, it's like it's a whole line outside of the door and it's like one person after another coming in and just sitting in front of him talking about whatever's necessary and then he goes in checks he drinks he sings for them and then it's like okay you have to do this that, 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 that. next <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i think yeah. that's a shame sometimes about kind of like the commodification i suppose of of plant medicine is where people people who are not really in, ready in the right frame of mind in the right setting in body because they don't follow dieta they don't follow like the practicals of these things you know so i think sometimes people go into these things without the reverence because you know as you say tradition it would only be the shaman that would be drinking um mm -hmm. whereas now i think you know people in western society have kind of taken it and that everybody's drinking and it's kind of like you're you're doing your own you're doing your own inner work at the same time, which is great. But for some mm -hmm. people, they're not in connection with the higher parts of themselves or understanding. So they can't really make sense of what's going on. And it can yeah. cause more trauma, I think, because, mm -hmm. because they don't know how to process the, the experience. Whereas previously, it would have been the shaman who's been trained and has been drinking since he was a child and is really, you know, do you know what I mean? And is, is, is born into that. He's born into that that pathway. Um, so I think it's. I think I think people should. I've I've, I've got clients of mine um, who are like, should I go and do psychedelics? And I'm like, just go with it with reverence. Like if you're called to it, okay. But you like go with reverence because otherwise you're going to get your ass handed to you. And frankly, anybody that goes into it with this kind of like, oh, it's going to be really fun and I'm going to see rainbows <laughs> and whatever, it's like good luck. You're going to have a a bad night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but like what, what it is for me, like for me, it really helps to clean myself up, to give me fresh energy and to get clear mm -hmm. insights on what's exactly going on. But like, it doesn't stop with the ceremony. But for many yeah. people these days, they go on a retreat, they do the ceremony and they think that their problems have been handled. Exactly. And know that you just got the insights and then the, the real work starts after your mm -hmm. ceremonies. Yeah, all the integration. Uh, that's something that I see, like there is really a big lack of this, of people that really focus on integration work and are there yeah. to help people afterwards. Because, yeah, like, I've, I've seen the same. Yeah, and I'm, I find uh, it really frustrating because it, it the, the part of it is, like for, for, for psychedelics, it years, years of integration after the, after the epiphanies that you have and making sense of what's gone on. And so often, you know, people just go and do a retreat. And then, I mean, look, I, I run healing retreats and I do shamanic work, energy work with, with people. And I do kind of energy clearance and chakra work and all sorts of stuff, which is my own kind of homogenized practice of many things that I've learned. And, yeah. and even with that, I offer like a month of like integration with people that they can, and they can talk to me whenever, you know, if they need it, because mm -hmm. you'll see that something will come up like, 
two months later they'll go oh my gosh and this thing's happened and it, it, if there's nobody there to guide you through that it's I think it's massively irresponsible of anybody that would mm -hmm. give plant medicine to somebody and not be there for them but I think there's so much money to be made in it um unfortunately over here and in you know places you know, that, that, that people just are doing it from that perspective rather than from mm -hmm. the the healing and the reverence and recognizing that it's a medicine and it's it's yeah. a spirit and it's um, it's it's it, you know, you're dealing with you're dealing with like a a god in a way. You're dealing with a plant spirit. You don't 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 piss around with that. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, 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 it's real. Like the moment it gets serious, it can be very scary uh, yeah. when you really notice. Like, okay, this is it. No, there's no way around it anymore. But yeah. what I notice as well is like I do have friends myself. I already live for a while in Iquitos. Uh, I have friends who have really amazing centers and they do crazy work. But it's also the amount of people that are passing by there. It's almost impossible to really follow each individual up for a whole year yeah. very close by. So I think it's just important that there's more people who are doing integration work and that they connect more to the centers as well, that there is like more like uh, collaboration, yeah, collaboration yeah. going on between like to get the most benefit out of it. Yeah. I wouldn't say that nobody is capable of doing it by himself, but it's like there's just not that much attention. It's nice for to it. have the help yeah. when you need yeah. it. But and yeah. it goes way faster. I've been working the first years on myself. Like my first teacher, he was like, no, it's you and the plants. I'm just here. You have my space. You do whatever you need to do. But uh, like, I'm not holding your hand. I'm not guiding you. And I was like, oh, okay. But then when I arrived at my second maestro, he was like, it was like my second dad. Oh. And he really was like, he takes you through it. Okay, man, this is why I use tobacco. That's how you can put your focus in it. That's that. That's fun. Uh, you see this? Did you saw that in ceremony? How did you go about that? Da, 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 da. That's a completely different experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just to see, like, it's almost like a fast track in learning as well, because you have somebody who is explaining you along the way what you're seeing, what you're going through, and you don't have to figure it out on yourself. So I saw myself growing way faster when I was started to drink with Pedro, his family, than I was doing work by myself. Mm. Um, and then yeah, now after this Zayeta, Deborah really like gave me a, a kick in my ass under my ass, like she, like you really need to start working on this man. Like I was just too insecure to come out of the closet. But uh, yeah, 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 but it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, but now I really noticed that it is really time to start working. Uh, and okay. over the year, I managed to develop actually this thing that I'm doing now for integration work to figure out what what the importance of it was. I think it's just important to pay much more attention to it. People will grow a lot faster. They will learn a lot more. But people really have to know that it's not a magical bullet. You know? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I say. It's not a magical bullet. I said I had a client say, yeah. you know, I want to go and do ayahuasca. I said, well, what's your intention? She's like, I'd like to get over my anxiety. I said, okay, so you're going to go and take ayahuasca and you're going to have a panic attack probably for 12 hours. That's going to help you think how you get over your anxiety. So you could either do it that way, which is the fast track way, and you'll be like, okay, if I did that, I can survive anything. Or <laughs> we could do a really nice gentle way where we work on kind of changing these habits because the, the reason why it's so intense is because it's intense. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's the, you, the, the only way you're gonna get through something is through it. And then you do, you know, you do the ayahuasca and you will scare the shit out of yourself. You will be frightened. You'll see things that maybe are quite intense for a lot of people um you know it's not a gentle process so i'm kind of like which route do you want you can either have it 
like hard and fast <laughs> and scary <laughs> or kind of slow and a little bit more mellow but you'll get the same results it's just have you got the patience to to do it and I think for some people they really do need that hard and fast route because they're not willing to break down the barrier that's required mm -hmm. to do the slow work but with each one comes you know a payoff a payout mm -hmm. which one which one do you want to do um, yeah. so it's, 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 it, it, I don't think it's a magic bullet at all for, for a lot of people. <laughs> I don't think it's no, a matter, well. <laughs> like, like this experience that you talk about now as well is like the way you approach yourself. Huh? If you're really hard for yourself uh, and like stubborn and there's certain things that you want to deal with in ultimatums and that's the way you deal with life. Yeah, That's the way you will receive your ceremony. Mm. But the way that I see her now in ceremony, she's never that hard anymore on me. Mm. Like it's always like, hey, nice, nice to see you again. What's up yeah. tonight? What are we going to do? Like, what are we going to look at? What's going on? Because you're <laughs> facing all your shadows. Yeah. Because mm. you're not afraid, uh -huh. you're not suppressing them. Because like yeah. my, my connection and my relationship with ayahuasca really changed. I'm not at all scared anymore. My ceremonies are also not that intense anymore like they used to be. It's more like a collaboration now instead of she slapping me against the wall and on the floor and throwing me over the swimming pool and like that. Did you mm. know finally what you needed to see? <laughs> I know it's more like, uh, yeah, working together from a place of love now and it yeah. feels more humble and like it's crazy. As soon as you put in the work, it's really like the spirits, they really like, yeah, how do you say? Um, it's really like the celebration or. or yeah you know, you know they really are proud about you and you like these energies change if you really keep on continue working with these things these energies change and it doesn't always is a hell right i yeah. would say yeah Oops. i totally agree i've had the same experience with psychedelics i think my first like as i said my first sort of maybe three years of using psychedelics was mm -hmm. quite brutal um and then my the three ceremonies that i did with ayahuasca the first night was very beautiful turned me into mother earth very loving behavior this we did we had drank three three different ayahuascas so from different regions and yeah. very different spirits so the first one was a female spirit then the second one was a male spirit who was quite um oh, like you know but not not kind of <laughs> like in a nice way and the third one was very much like ancestral grandfathery grandmother kind of energy which is very loving but without that but and the third night i can remember because i i like you say I, i'm a conduit for spirit so they yeah. they sing um and the the first night they were like you need to get up and sing and i was like, i'm not singing i'm not singing second night they're like get up and sing get up and sing and i'm like i'm not singing i'm not singing the third night they were like get up and sing i was like okay i'm gonna get up and sing so I got up and sang and they were channeling these absolutely extraordinary, beautiful songs through me um, about the beginning of the earth and the journey of how Gaia was created everything. Um, and, wow. and one of them was one of them was in Spanish, um, mm -hmm. which I don't speak a lot of Spanish. I speak some Spanish, but I was like, this is more Spanish than I am, um, <laughs> which is which also bizarre. But it was funny because um, I felt like, have you ever seen those little Zohar like um, things and they're like a, in like a glass box and they tell your fortune, you put money, money in it and it tells you your fortune. And yeah. I felt like one of those because I was like lying down on the floor and at one point they were doing like a sort of spiritual surgery on me at one point where they were coming in and taking things out of me and I was just lying mm -hmm. there. And then they were like, get up and sing. So then I just sort of popped up and then sang. <laughs> Yeah, the song yeah, yeah. ended and then I just popped back down again. I was like, I literally just felt like a like a puppet that they were just putting a coin in, like pop up. 
Uh-huh. So I think the, the biggest part of my whole journey for those three days was learning to trust myself, learning to trust myself and follow my guides. And and they kept on trying to say, do this, do that, do the other. And I have this, my, my ego kept on coming in going like, oh, I don't want to upset people or I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be loud. I don't want to be noisy. And it was just like, you just have to do as you're told. And it was, it was just constantly that kind of thing. And I think since then I've had that very, because I've always been in contact with them, it, whatever. But um, I think sometimes you ignore it because of fear. And I think when that fear creeps in, when you start to push out your intuition, and I find that's always a re- you, that's when you start going down the wrong routes in your life because you start ignoring the like the arrows on the pathway. You're like, no, I'm just going to ignore that arrow and go this way because I think of this fear or that fear or whatever. So I think my whole kind of process is just learning to trust myself and not worry about if people think I'm insane. Me and Deborah have talked about this before because I think one of the first times I spoke to her, I was like, just worried that people are going to be like, she's clearly schizophrenic. Yeah, <laughs> you know? uh-huh. No, but it is. But I'm uh, not. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so mm-hmm. with your with your twin flame journey, you 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 in effect have seen these arrows on the floor and you've learned to follow your intuition um continue story with it so you you're mm-hmm. out in peru uh, you you're feeling i mean you you you've had to get rid of a not get rid of but change a lot of things in in your life Deborah. how did you find that with the whole following your intuition thing well yeah the thing is at that point i i was actually really happy with my life my work was taking off i was doing what i loved um and um yeah and i was trusting my intuition and because a few years earlier i had left um my ex-husband in the us and with my daughter so we moved back to europe to belgium um and i just felt really empowered and good and like my life was on the right track again i'm doing good and blah blah blah. and i had a part-time job working for for a boss and then at part-time i was building up my own spiritual business so i was like what you said taking the soft and mellow road i was doing that (laughs) perfectly happy with that everything was good and then he joined um then he came into the picture but then yeah so the night after i saw all that stuff like the heroes gamos and whatever and the atlantis and the twin flame stuff um so the next morning i get up and i'm like what the hell i need some kind of guidance and i have an archangel card deck and i pull i pull a card i had my altar and i pull a card for archangel shamuel who is the archangel of unconditional love and twin flames he's a twin flame angel basically and i pull this card and he says um remember that only love is real and i and i start crying i'm just crying i'm like oh my god this is real oh my god so and then i i so we kept on talking and everything but then every time i had a question about this connection that card i pulled that same card Mm. every time i'm like okay i get it it's really my twin flame but then because i wanted it so badly not to be true the universe kept giving me signs every day to tell me no this is true and we will take care of you if you let us trust trust us and just listen to our guidance and i know it's not going to seem normal what we are going to ask you to do but just trust that we will be there to catch you you're not going to fall we always have you basically yeah. and so that was the biggest that is the big test for twin flames is to trust that you are always protected 
and for the female in a twin flame connection because after years and years and years of the patriarchy basically de deciding determining everything globally women don't trust men no so, <laughs> and that's, and that's what twin flames yeah and they're like the imbalance and that's um, the thing twin flames are being forced on an individual level to the, the female completely has to trust the masculine because otherwise it's not going to work mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the, all these things are going to come up and you have to trust each other completely so um i'm getting sidetracked anyway <laughs> we'll get back to that point but so we're in belgium and we're talking and then uh he's gonna do his his dieta and he's like okay i'm gonna go and you won't hear me for a month uh because i'm gonna be in isolation drinking yeah. this plant um and i decided like to tell him anyway tell him that we were twin flames and i sent him all kinds of articles that i found but there's a bunch of crap out there about twin yeah. flames so you have to really look for good articles or good information and i sent it all to him went to sleep and there was a nine hour time difference so i'm like <laughs> okay sending you all this stuff phone is turned is turned off now bye and i'm sleeping i'm like okay i like he's now freaking out thinking now is, this is the point where you're you're yeah you're crazy and then at four in the morning i turned my phone on because i wait no i had um I knew I felt that that I had to look on my phone. So I'm mm. like, okay, I have to look at the phone now. And I got a message from him 15 minutes earlier. And he's like, oh, now I understand everything. This makes so much. So for him, it was just like a puzzle piece that mm -hmm. fit perfectly getting mm -hmm. that information. Mm -hmm. And uh, the connection only got stronger, the telepathic energetic connection, it just grew stronger. And then there was this, uh, at a certain point, I was like, I have to ask him to come back. And that is going to set off a whole snowball <laughs> effect of chaos. <laughs> that means, and then at that point, I was already uh, living at my dad's house because I had moved out of the house that I was sharing with yeah. my ex. Uh, and I moved in with my dad about a month after we started talking. And because for me, I was like, okay, because it, it just, yeah, but it showed me just by communicating with him the way we were talking this unconditional support and love and not even expecting anything more that mm. was like i want this i want this or nothing this or nothing at all and i don't care if the rest of my life we just talk on the phone and i'm single fine i don't even it's like it showed me that i didn't want to be with my ex anymore and yeah. not not only to be with him no just to be uh, not with my ex that, yeah. that was not good so i moved out moved in with my dad with two kids so that was great um and then i started talking more and more we we're talking and then uh, i think i only lived at my dad's for two months and then he came to belgium um but what happened to and you? then the whole yeah and then all the stuff uh yeah all the chaos all the stuff that needed to come up like karmic connections that needed to be dissolved um a lot of blocks inner blocks and that i didn't know where they were coming from but then it uh, became clear that a lot of the blocks that we had and that a lot of twin flames have are connected to the original separation in atlantis when a lot of twin flames were actually targeted because that is the thing 
uh, in Atlantis, people were perfectly aware of the importance of twin flame couples and the energetic work that they were doing, because twin flames are not one plus one person is two people. It's one plus one is three. You're a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, because That's you are triangle again. <laughs> in a connection, exactly. And, and in a connection with each other that is connected to God, to source, mm. to creator. Because you're serving a higher purpose as a twin flame couple. And they knew that. And in Atlantis, a lot of twin flames got um, killed or put on trial and publicly executed, all this stuff, because they wanted to make, like, scare the people, make an example out of them. Um, and a lot of these couples have trauma still stored in their Akashic records, in their soul, and even in how they will, like, it, I call it soul PTSD, soul post-traumatic stress and then you will all of a sudden lash out at each other or have these crazy like like i'm an introvert i like being alone but mm -hmm. when we got together if he was not with me i would have like anxiety almost mm -hmm. and i'm like where is this coming from why yeah. am i feeling this way this makes no sense i'm not like this mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. all of this stuff is connected to how we were separated mm -hmm back then and uh and all of this stuff is stuff that if you know that that is playing in the background then you can look at any argument that you have any triggers that come up from a whole new perspective you have this whole new dimension of information that is influencing you in this lifetime and when you can look at the whole picture then you can really communicate and solve a lot of these triggers blocks that are standing in between you too so this that's what our year now has been like ever since he arrived in belgium it's been just a lot of transmuting healing each mm -hmm. other healing ourselves making sense of a lot of stuff and even stuff from our childhood yeah, yeah. that we are now solving together that we oh. couldn't solve individually that were, that was only able to be solved once we got together mm -hmm. or that we dealt with till a certain point and you really felt like okay like, i saw it that's what it but now that you see that you come together it's still like mm -hmm. oh no it's <laughs> still some leftovers to go through it's not gone completely huh? yeah there's like that onion i know i say that a lot i probably explain here this onion and you solve like you peel all these layers of trauma yeah. away mm -hmm. and you're at this like halfway through this onion and then you feel good and you're fine and oh i solved my trauma i'm doing good i'm not triggered by anything anymore i'm all healed whatever yeah. and um and then you meet this perfect energetic match that has <laughs> like the same that is you. Electromagnetic field and so you merge because yeah. the energy the, it's like water meeting water it's going to merge together because it's the same it recognizes itself like as hey you are the same thing so when we get together and our energies because this there's this whole twin flame merging process and a lot of people they talk about oh it's such a fluffy thing oh yeah the twin flame no it is when you look at it from a quantum physics perspective you have two energetic fields that are becoming one big field so all of this stuff that is in your onion that you have already half peeled and his onion you're putting all of that together and then all of this stuff because my light is shining on all of these dark spots that are still there and his light is doing the same so all of a sudden all this stuff comes up and you are you have this half peeled onion of trauma that you still have to completely peel and then there's a chance to do it with this other person and all you think okay i thought i was healed i thought i took care of all of this stuff mm -hmm. why is it back 
but it's not back. It's just it was still there. You cut the weed when you do the weed. Yeah, it's like yeah, cut, exactly. cutting weeds in the garden or something, and then you don't pull the roots out. But now you're pulling yeah. the roots out with the help of this other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Do, do you find with um, like twin flames that, like, what would you do? Because you guys, you're very recept receptive to it, Nick. But what if you had like somebody who was very spiritually awakened and then they're twin flame partner is not at all <laughs> like yeah. how can you because i i would imagine that if if that were the case you could say to your twin flame you're my twin flame and they'd be like what's a twin flame that doesn't exist like do you does, mm -hmm. does the meeting trigger off maybe a spiritual awakening for the other person or do you have you ever seen partners that where one is very resistant to this stuff and the other one's just trying to lead the other person through what's your experience yeah. with that maybe maybe not always like uh resistant but more like not willing to break the old patterns to get to this point because it looks like oh this is going to be very uncomfortable and that yeah. some people are yeah a little bit scared to go through it or really like holding back like oh that's too much like i really don't need this in my life anymore but then uh, yeah, not everybody is noticing when they're 20 or 30 that they are twin flames some people are 40 or in their 40s before they realize like if you're already in in a marriage and so forth and with kids and uh, yeah it can be a very difficult thing to deal with um in a certain way but what we advise people to do if you're in this kind of situations is uh continue working on your own process because if you just like allow the other part of your like uh, uh, your energy of, of your soul uh like let your partner do his thing on his time in his space at the same time you do the same for yourself and while you're already cleaning for yourself you're cleaning parts for your twin as well yeah and that's where people need to learn that the focus is like if i work on my inner balance my inner balance will create balance around me so mm. whatever needs to happen will happen but as long as i keep my focus on what i need to do in this current time all the rest will work itself out Mm. And that's how you manifest from inside out. Eh? Like if you work on your own balance and you manage to find balance within, that will have a ripple effect on the world outside you. And you will see that things slowly start to work itself out around you as well as you figured out what the problem was inside. Mm. And I suppose the beauty mm. is the fact that there's so much kind of residual trauma with you with each other and and also mm. such a magnetic pull, is it you can't help but create huge amounts of healing from it because it's like as soon as you meet somebody that's like there's this pull towards this person and i'm gonna have to destroy my life to be with this person but it's like that triggers off all anxiety fears worries and stuff and like you say the only way that you can deal with that you can't say to somebody i mean you you guys were receptive to it we can't really say to somebody like you're my twin flame and we knew each other in atlantis and that's why i have to wreck everything like most people will be like what <laughs> 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 yeah. but in that way but then when i asked why is it like that and they were like well my spirit guides because you need to get to work you're going to be assisting a whole lot of other twin flame couples mm -hmm. that I are going to be awakening mm -hmm. so and, uh, and then a friend of ours Paige, mm -hmm. she did a tarot reading for us and she said the same thing when we just got together she said the reason why everything is going so fast like uh we got together and everything was just like like a spaceship that took off like 
okay, here we go. Yeah. And um, it was just, it went super quick, everything. We immediately, because we were saying that the other day, like there are not many couples that could work together, have a business and get along. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, we are building our own business. We don't have yeah. a steady home base. We're yeah, in we the country travel a lot. Where we're not yeah. at home. Uh, there is like never a security for the next week. Or like, and now we're good with the house that we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, nice it to, to have a place for a couple of months in a row, but we, it wasn't always like that because we were sometimes going from one place to the other to the next week by week. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, and at the, the same time, you're doing then this very, very deep shadow work. Yeah, and yeah, you have to be so. present for your business and you have to be present for the kid. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know that. I know all these things all together. <laughs> it was like, oh, you don't do it or you do everything now yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, yeah. I just heard when I was saying that to you that they, yeah. my spirits guys just said to me the reason why they're experiencing it in this way is because of the guidance that they're giving to people. So mm. they said when I was saying what I was saying a minute ago, they said to me, Laura, not everybody's um, journey is supposed to be that way because not uh, most twin flames who are meeting at the moment are having a journey for just the two of them, whereas your journey is a journey for everyone, which is mm -hmm. what I just heard from yeah. my guys. But I think as well from the perspective of like. What I've noticed with my practice for kind of spiritual healing for people, I've had a lifetime of being put through everything. So drug addiction, alcoholism, domestic violence, rape, you know, the list goes on. And I, I, I asked them a while back, I was like, why did I have to go through all this stuff? It's like, how are you going to heal everybody, Laura, if you haven't been through it? And I was like, mm. oh, okay. But it's like mm -hmm. for you guys, the reason why you're your journey has been like a baptism of fire in effect is because that's what that's what that's what you're that's the the essence of everything that you're giving to the other people so it's it's yeah. like you are supposed to be leading people through that's what my guys just told me anyway. you're supposed to be leading the people through mm -hmm. um and and showing everybody that even in like with all the 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 trauma that you'd experienced the difficulty that of, of deborah leaving her life the difference of you moving from where your pathway of being in peru and all the difficulty that you'd experienced along the path of, of moving and traveling and doing all the things that you've been doing it's to create that acute like acute and chronic difficulty so there's nothing that anybody could come to you with that you wouldn't be able to say, we've been through that, we've experienced it, and if we can get through it, you can get through it. Because it's the same thing mm -hmm. that I say to my clients, it's like, if I've got through this, you can get through this. So I think mm -hmm. there's certainly a big pathway here for you for the awakening of all the twin flames that appears to be coming over over the next sort of decade, I, yeah. I think. Do you think, yeah. Deborah, mm -hmm. do you think that people can like run you know, if, if somebody's not ready and they're like, I'm not ready and they don't really see the, the importance of this relationship, are there people that are able to kind of push this relationship out of maybe this lifetime or is it something now that we're in a special time of kind of, a, I know we're in a special time of ascension at the moment. Do you feel like there's going to be no avoiding it for people? It's just kind of pushing it further yeah, away. That is a good, a good question. And then not, it's not the first time that I've heard that question. I feel if you are twin flames and you're both incarnated right now and you then, yeah, you're going to end up together. And if you fight it, the universe will fight harder. <laughs> yeah. Do you want the mellow road or the <laughs> Yeah. Because that's your soul contract. If you're here in this time of planetary ascension as twin flames, it's because you're here to hold a lot of energy, to be an example and to break down barriers for other people and to set a new paradigm for higher love. 
and it's not going to be easy but that's the thing people have to see that others are doing it and if they see that others are doing it then the threshold is less high for somebody to also do it or try it yeah, for the collective as well mm -hmm. as soon as there are certain people really deciding to break these circles you have more and more and more of this experience that is going to go into the collective network as well mm. so like the information that has been worked on already will be more and easily uh, more easily available for other people mm -hmm. that are about to reach that point as well yeah and i think at the moment there does i mean it's interesting because and we've talked about this a little bit with like the the ideas of trauma bonding and narcissistic yes. kind of love and there's some mm -hmm. kind of similarities that i've seen between people who maybe kid like i've had clients that are kidding themselves and they're like this person's my soulmate and like that person is not your soulmate yeah. they are you're trauma bonded to the hilt with that person mm -hmm. and i think sometimes there's like at the moment in in like um you know healing spiritual kind of realms of where on online or whatever like you said there's a lot of stuff that kind of really makes you want to push your twin flame away if it is actually a twin flame relationship that causes a lot of um concern and fear um, yeah. And I wonder if that's something that's kind of continuing again a little bit from kind of the, the the timelines of Atlantis, where it's like something that is trying to be squashed because actually it's something that is my cat's just going to come. That <laughs> 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 it's actually something that's going to collectively level us up. And so it's something that's like they're trying to repress it in a way. Do you feel that that's something that is obviously you guys leading through with such passion and strength? Um, and honesty as well, I think is something that will be very helpful for people because we can see that the difference between maybe like a, a karmic partner or a trauma bond or um, that kind of thing. So I mean, how, what would your advice be for people who are kind of feeling, I'm not sure if that's a karmic partner, I'm not sure if this is just a soulmate, I'm not sure if that's a trauma bond. What Have you got any kind of fail safes in a way? Yeah, toxic side from quite a lot of insights actually. Well, yeah, because I've been in both situations. Mm. I've been married to a very manipulative person who, like, I was in a trauma bond. Like, I had super Stockholm syndrome. Looking back at it, if he would have told me you can leave now and never come back, I would have stayed in my chair, and there's no way that I would have left. Yeah, that's how that's how stuck I was because in my head. Because he had programmed me to believe that uh, nobody would want me. I was worth nothing, blah, 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 blah. I was crazy. I couldn't be trusted because all he said was true. I couldn't trust my own thoughts. So that's, yeah. that's the manipulation of the whole thing. And um, the thing is with him, it could get very intense, but it always got worse. It kept accumulating more, like more and more drama and it never got better. Yeah, so just getting dead when they lightness. Yeah, and when things with the twin flame get very like you, you trigger each other and you feel so insane after a while, you're like, What the hell is this? But it's all this old stuff that is coming up. This there they have a flashlight and they're standing across from you and they're shining on you, and all of this stuff is is like being exposed to the light. And then you start to act like like a crazy person to each other, but it's all these triggers. But the, the difference is with a karmic partner, that stuff is just gonna escalate, yeah. And it's gonna escalate and escalate to the point where either you have to make the decision to leave or you just basically, you, you never get out of that cycle. And with a twin flame, 
each time there is one of these explosions you see everything for what it is in the end and you can talk and you can feel the energy shifting mm-hmm. and it gets smaller it gets smaller and instead of escalating it gets easier and easier and easier the more of this dense energy that you burn up because the way he saw it with the energy and the merging mm-hmm. explain that again yeah, with the, like, wait i, I saw it like the, it was this like a, a bright blue white tube coming down and it was splitting up in two and like you could see that it was like coming together like this hmm. and at the same time it was doing this you saw all the dark spots and all like almost dirt that you would have it in in a yeah in a pipe or something like for water you know yeah the, the, just clean the pipe out and all of a sudden the energy would be able to flow like really clean and directly like no more blocks left and i, I had the feeling that this was the process that we have been going through mm. but, like there is so much light present and like you need to come together and everything that is still filled up with dense space there is no choice anymore it's not like now okay can you stay can you go like nope you just have to go that's it no mm-hmm. choice and that's what it is to be with your twin together but you know just like that every time things were getting better and better and better which was not the case in toxic relationships mm. but it was also very interesting to notice like by just putting someone in such uh hmm, loving conditions i wouldn't say in a comfortable space but like to show them the complete, love. yeah the complete opposite of what you saw your reality was like can mm. be so triggering because it doesn't match your reality Mm. And you start to question things and it starts to trigger a lot of uncomfortable feelings. Mm. And that's how it comes up. And at that same time, you manage like, ah, but that's why that's how it looks like. Now we see for what it is and you recognize it. So it isn't a problem anymore. It's not a question anymore. It's clear. You understand it. You see it for what it is. And it's okay. Well, I don't need yeah. it anymore. I want to give people uh, a, a specific example because I want you to understand, like mm-hmm. everyone listening, that you there will be points on this journey that you think you have now completely lost your mind. And then <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, what the hell am I doing? More what than have one, I done? It's not just yeah. one or two times. Well, <laughs> I thought my I was life. yeah from from all all the trauma with my ex I thought I done I went to the therapists I did all the self help stuff read all the books blah 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 went and did yoga was meditating all the stuff so I'm like yeah I'm all healed yay <laughs> and I'm in Belgium so and then I I go on with my life and as far as I was concerned I was healed I was doing good it wasn't affecting me anymore I wasn't having active post traumatic stress symptoms so i'm like yes i'm all good blah 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 fine then i meet him and uh the longer that we're we've been together over the months more more and more of this stuff is dissolving and we're getting closer to the root of this onion where this really black core of really dark stuff was and also connected to other lives yeah 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 and and connected to past lives connected to childhood connected to that really awful marriage with my ex with whom i now actually have a normal understanding we can talk we can communicate so we don't hate each other we're not going to be best friends but we have a child together so we're in contact but I can also like see that he played a role. He played the role of being the horrible, abusive husband so that I could now help others get mm. out of situations like that or help them when they find their twin flame, how to deal with the triggers of being abused by men and now experiencing the 
opposite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so that's what happened because he had this unconditional love, support, never judging anything I was doing or how I reacted out of, from trauma. Um, I don't even know what triggered it, but I um, dissociated a lot during my marriage. And there were the entire scenarios that I didn't even remember oh, that happened, yeah. conversations, situations that happened that were really awful. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that, even a part of your story anymore. And all of a sudden it started coming back, like all these memories, images, feelings, experiencing the whole thing all over again. And um, yeah, and I was here on my own and he was upstairs because he was going to sleep on his own for a night because we do that sometimes to give each other some space mm -hmm. when we have a lot of stuff going on that we'll like sleep a night on our own. We have three bedrooms here mm -hmm. and he's in his room and um, and I start seeing all this stuff again. I start feeling all mm -hmm. this stuff again. And if you have post-traumatic stress, people that have this, they know mm -hmm. there's no off switch. Yeah. And uh, when all these things come, then you just wanted to stop. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I remember I was up all night and I, I couldn't sit down. I couldn't lay down. I tried. I went. I was going from the kitchen to the living room, to the bedroom, back to the kitchen because I wanted like if I go over there, it'll stop. If I lay down, it'll stop. If I eat something, it'll stop. But I couldn't eat and I and I threw my yogurt against the wall because I was so angry. I just wanted it to stop. I started throwing stuff because I thought if I throw stuff, it'll stop. Like, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And and all these images and I was hyperventilating. Yeah. And um, and he he saw me again the next morning and he's like, and I'm I'm just like, I'm a mess. I'm like how do you even want to be with me i'm completely messed up i'm broken like that's what i felt i felt completely broken and like how could you ever want to be with me with all my baggage with all my trauma Aww. and then he's like why would i not want to be with you you're my other half and i love you and i don't judge you for anything and 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 that has been a big part of the healing because i was able to show all that stuff and that's what you have to keep in mind with your twin flame. You're going to bring out all this craziness and if, and you cannot judge it, you have to remember that it's coming up to leave, to, mm -hmm. to, to be released. Mm -hmm. mm. And also know yeah, when the time is to let your partner be, to sit with the insights that are coming true. But for me, this was one of the biggest things that I learned this year was like holding space yeah and, and then that evening that that it happened like i could hear that a lot of stuff was going on and i was really worried but at the same time you're receiving this information that uh -uh, and you're not leaving your room you're staying here you're not supposed to get involved now so i had to sit the storm out and actually like be listening on, on the point of my bed to make sure that nothing dangerous was happening in the house and just trust that she would make it through and the day after be there for her at the time that it was time to, to pick her up again and, and yeah, to mm. take care of her so it's a very difficult thing and you really have to learn when it's time to get involved and when it's time to take a step back as well mm. and somebody is really in need to go through this doesn't matter how ugly it looks like because like she said it's it's leaving now but you have to go through it before you can let go of it yeah that's quite a psychedelic experience in a way it's like you know the fact that you've been through the the training that you've done with plant medicine it's like when somebody's in process they're in process and there's not much you can do to kind of 
<clears throat> make things better. Um, and it's just holding space for them and keeping them safe. And I think maybe some of your training uh, in, in the jungle has probably led you to be able to be everything that Deborah needed in that moment of the holding space, yeah. keeping safe and, and allowing her to go through her, her process in, in a way. I uh, that, but that was it. Yeah, exactly. Because I got the news last time I was in Peru. After my dieta, I got green light. Okay, like, dude, you're ready. It's about time to start working. You're not a student alone anymore. I was like, okay, but I wouldn't even have any idea how I would start my work. Like, I'm not comfortable serving to other people. But it's not about that. You'll figure it out during the year. Yeah. And then I got this huge initiation in my twin flame uh, relationship, reconnecting together. And I'm like doing everything that I've been taught in the jungle has been put to the test in this year. And how are you going to deal with this? And then being involved in a, a situation where you're personally involved in emotionally mm -hmm. as well. And then trying to hold the space and see things from the bigger perspective for what they are. Uh, I think it's going to be way easier with people that I'm not personally involved with and emotionally yeah, connected to. But that uh, was a very huge test uh, and it was indeed the trees like, okay, now you're really going to work. Like, do you know what it is to hold space? Do you know when to get involved and when to step back? And all these very simple, basic things, but in depth, I've never been so deep as uh, I have been today. And just to understand these simple things, I think my last block was a little bit the basic of what I explained now as well. It's like just the depth of basic foundation is going to be so strong that it doesn't matter how complicated you get in your practice. Like the firm base is, or the firm basic or foundation is actually everything you need mm. to really make it through the, the most difficult parts of whatever that a person is going mm. through. Um, yeah. And that's that, that's that thing of, you know, that baptism and fire in effect is like once you've done what the worst is everything else is very simple it's like i find any challenges that i get in life now it can never be as bad as anything i've ever been through so you become a little bit like um teflon you know everything just slides off you and, and it's okay water off the dust back as they say yeah, <laughs> I mean, you you said about like signs um for kind of finding your twin flame deborah i wondered if there was anything like angel numbers or synchronicities oh, or certain things like that yeah. you found but it started when I still lived in the US and uh, I was still with my ex, but we were separated. Well, kind of, we were still in touch because we had a child together, but I was living um, in a trailer at the moment, in a fifth wheel trailer that was actually pretty, pretty spacious for, for a trailer, but it was nice. And, and I start, I had my spiritual reawakening because I was always spiritual as a child. And I was channeling my spirit guides when I was 13 and doing rune and, and tarot readings for myself and my friends in high school and stuff like that. Um, and then I kind of like switched it all off when I went to college because I wanted to fit in, be normal, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to be the spiritual weirdo. So, and then, um, but I was meant to do that because I had to go against my intuition and marry my then husband because I could tell from the beginning, like something was off. And if I would have been really in tune with my intuition, I probably would never have married him, but I wasn't, but it was yeah. meant to happen that way. So I had all this, so that I would learn all the stuff I needed to learn anyway. So, um, 
I'm just going to say it. He got incarcerated in the US and I was like, okay, this is my time to leave. If I don't leave now, I will never be able to leave. Mm. So I have to basically run with my daughter. And but when I was still in the US and preparing everything, working with an attorney in Belgium to safely go back with my daughter uh, so that I wouldn't be charged with kidnapping charges or something. So I had to like think think this whole thing through and i had a spiritual awakening again right there in my trailer <laughs> <laughs> and i had a full-blown kundalini awakening where like the whole energy shot out of my crown and all of a sudden i understood everything i knew who everything was i uh who everyone was in my life the role they were playing the whole scenario i saw i had the script I have the script of my life and I'm like, I have to go. This is this, this is connected to that life. Now we're paying off that karma, blah, 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 blah. Mm. I saw the whole thing. And then I started uh, seeing, well, I saw 1111. I had been seeing 1111 for about a year up until that point. And I was like, okay, what the hell is this 1111? I looked it up, but then I had the whole awakening. Then I kept seeing 444 and 444, and it was 444, and I woke up at 444, mm-hmm. and that's Archangel Michael's number. And then I started working with a mentor that, that's a spiritual business coach, um, and she also works very strongly with the archangels. And mm-hmm. I started working with Archangel Michael, really learning how to work with the blue ray frequency. <laughs> Um, and I kept seeing 444 and then when I was in the US, I saw twin stuff like words, like a truck that passed me by that said twin or like stuff like that. It's just, or like my daughter comes up to me and she suddenly out of nowhere says about her dolls, look, they're twins. I'm like, what, what did you say? (laughs) Twins? Why? And then I'm in Belgium and then it kind of stopped. But then when I started talking to him again and I did the second reading, then I saw these twin like symbols everywhere again, or like twin signs, like the word twin or different spelled differently or license plates that said like TWN or something like twin signs everywhere. When it didn't stop, it only got crazier and crazier over the whole year. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, you really think like, man, it's really every car just like put up here with all these crazy number plates. And yeah. Wherever you look, the numbers. everywhere. Then mm. 99, 777, 77, 11. Yep. <laughs> if you name it, that it just keeps on going all day through wherever you look. And it just <laughs> Yeah. After we got together, it just got it just increased. Like all the, every day, we see license plates. We see on the clock mirror numbers is another big one. Twelve twenty one mm-hmm. uh, stuff <laughs> like that. Like yeah, that type. I've just stuff. got twelve twenty one written down on my piece of paper that I've got next to me for notes because we started at twelve twenty one. Uh, well, we, I saw that just as we'd started. So I wrote that down. I was like, signs for twin flames. I was going to ask you about it. And you literally just said that. So it's mm-hmm. amazing. And we just saw like one, three, 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 a minute ago. But it's, I find at the moment, um, everything is so synchronous at the moment. I find like I can't not look at a clock and it be an angel number. I can't not see. It's just everywhere. It's, it's, it's like being constantly inputted with stuff. Yeah. And I've always seen 1111. And then maybe you would see something like, you know, 222 or like 444 or something like yeah. like maybe three times in a day over the last yeah. couple of years. And it's been increasing, increasing. But this year, 
it is every hour on the hour i'm getting yeah. a, a, a number I'm waking up at certain times and i woke up the other night I'll, I'll have to have a look at what it said but i woke up the other night and um i had this head uh, voice in my head and it said something like you are you are the breath of god no that you are god in a breath and the breath of god in a moment or something and it was something like that and i and i was like wow that's fucking profound and then <laughs> they went, then they go to me look at the clock and i looked down it was 555 five, five, and i was like shut oh. up guys you know that's a very important one because that's for transformation change but all positive like positively oriented transformation mm -hmm. so you're like you're at the tipping point yep. halfway of the cycle like things are about to change yeah. i think i think it's mad and i think like people People who are starting on their journeys, I think they say with 11.11, that's the kind of portal to all of this stuff. And I think when you start to, it was for me, and I know it has been for a lot of people that I've talked to, and they start mm -hmm. with 11.11, and then before you know it, you're in this relationship with this, this other part, this other spirit, this part of yourself, the higher self, God, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then before you know it, it's talking to you every day, every day, all day, it's talking to mm -hmm. you, signs and symbols and, you know, numbers and letters and, and things like that. And I find that that has been, you know, for people that are listening who are kind of like, how do I get in contact with this part of myself? It's like, you just, just watch because the universe talks in, in symbols, it, it, mm -hmm. it, it symbols and numbers and things. It's way that it can, it can kind of manipulate things. I find if you ask a question that it will answer you in a radio song or you know something you'll, you walk along and you'll see a headline on a newspaper or something you'll you'll always get the answer but a lot of people want this you know if when you say oh, i work with archangel michael they want it they want they want mikey i'll come in through the window going i'm here with <laughs> and it's like your expectations a little bit too high for like the yeah. realm you know you need to find a way that you can contact um to contact spirit and watch and watch and pay attention to this stuff i think it's very interesting that you guys had a lot of this uh, these signs and symbols and synchronicities that were coming through with your twin flame journey. Was there was there anything else that you experienced that you were just like, oh gosh, this is this is very special to yeah. us the journey? One thing that, that really was nice for me, my example to see is like the longer we are together, the more that we start to uh, adapt towards each other's skills as well. Or that like I'm starting to become more clairvoyant. Thing, clairvoyant like i st finally start to really get images and start to see things um and as well like the work like just how we, we got intertwined like i'm start yeah starting to do things that you were doing you start to imply things that i was doing mm -hmm. and like we really like like we're becoming one almost yeah, like, the things that we learned are also becoming a part of my skill set and the other way around as well yeah that our because before like the way he was describing it before i kind of see it like the tree of life and he's the roots and i'm the crown yeah. and i'm all very open and connected to angels uh extraterrestrial beings uh, um ascended masters stuff like that like all the higher beings that's like when i need help okay let's talk and i go up immediately but with yeah. him it's like all rooted on the earth like the spirits that are connected to the earth and mm. now that we're together it's like i'm benefiting from that anchor point and because i have that anchor point it's like my channel that's like this now is this wide mm -hmm. and i can pull in even more angelic frequencies because he's 
grounding me mm -hmm. and because i'm able to bring in more and connected he can benefit from that and he has a bigger connection to the, the like the higher realms mm -hmm. so we are not now kind of mixing and and combining yeah. our gifts yes. yeah that's why my training has been basically the foundation of everything you're grounding 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 that's been yeah. everything for my whole learning sequence now and she was the one that's been all the way open and now it's becoming mm -hmm. like a tree you know yeah yeah yeah. yeah, my whole spiritual journey, I've had people telling me, you need to ground more, you need to ground more. And I'm like, I don't know what, when I was younger, I was like, I don't know what that means. But I like, <laughs> I think me and Deborah kind of like, like you say, we're up here. I almost feel like a, uh, my whole life has been like, I'm in a balloon, you know, yeah. a balloon <laughs> that's tethered to the earth. And, and that tether goes very, very long a lot of the time. And I forget, like I'm down here, I forget I'm in rooted in the 3D. So part of my individual journey i suppose has been finding um some of that more kind of 3d groundedness and kind of actually trying to come back into rooting myself back into the earth which i think part of like i said with the, the journey with ayahuasca where they were kind of like you know you need to put your roots in more than trying to grow your branches up high because this is the thing that the higher you grow your branches if the roots aren't there you just topple over yeah. you know you, you become yeah. you become unstable and, yeah. and that's been my experience quite a lot of the time because my roots my, my roots aren't going down as far as my branches are going up and find you find like sometimes you can get quite unstable i found anyway that i can get quite unstable sometimes in my mm -hmm. own spiritual practice because i'm too far out there and not enough down here uh so that's something i've been working on a, qu a question for you deborah i know that um as as somebody that has ptsd and and, and has had relationships that are traumatic same as myself i found that through those relationships, I became very masculine and I came into my masculine energy significantly more because of a protection. And I find this is very common for a lot of women. A lot of the women I work with that are traumatized, they are sitting in their masculine energy and there is no feminine <laughs> because the feminine feels dangerous, but the masculine feels safe. Do you find now that since you've met your like twin flame and you have like your divine masculine counterpart, do you feel like you're able to be more in your feminine era now? Yeah, and that's been a process as well. Like I said before, it's so connected to this whole collective feminine that does not feel safe. But yeah. a lot of like what I did was okay um, because I was so open and trusting with my ex-husband and and i didn't uh like he was the main source of income i didn't have a real job i babysat other people's kids for money i had like an in-home daycare with two or three kids and that was how i made money but i because i was like trusting this person like oh yeah this is my husband and then i was in my feminine and i was creative i was doing all kinds of creative stuff i was very like I felt good, I felt safe until, of course, he started abusing me and he betrayed me and blah, 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 and all of that. And then he left and, well, I left. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm not going to have this happen to me ever again. I'm going to yeah. make money. And I, I think I was very much, uh, well, I, I was not completely in my masculine because I was very creative, intuitive. I was painting. So all of that is feminine energy. But because I was very action driven, I wanted my business up and running. And in that aspect, I was very masculine. But I feel like that was necessary because my business shot up out of the ground, out of nowhere, like in a year time, because I was just determined and devoted 
to do it. And there was no choice. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm yeah. talking about stealing oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah. before I met you. I yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is my life, and that was my life. I lived for my, the work that I was doing. But then, because I had two kids, I had to be kind of in my feminine still, because I was a mother. Mm. But I had the shield of protection around me, like nobody's going to hurt me because I take care of my own money. I take care of my own emotions. I take care of how I feel. I'm not going to have any man ever have such an influence on me that I'm not going to be protected. But there was so, no healthy masculine energy in the picture. Back no, then. because you had to fill in the gap yourself. Because I was uh, my yeah. ex, my, my ex in Belgium. It was not really fulfilling the balanced masculine role. Um, yeah, because so I kind of took on that role of both roles of the mother and father and everything. But then because he was in the picture. So what is going to happen for a lot of females in twin, in the twin flame connection is that they're going to notice that this man is there and he has all the masculine energy and he's ready to do his work and be the man and take care of all the masculine stuff. And you're going to be like, who are you? What are you doing? I do this stuff. I do this stuff. I do all of this. I've taken care of this my whole, like these last three years. I'm dull. I can do this alone. I don't need your help and all your stuff. Mm. <laughs> I just be here and I love you and all that. But I don't, I, I was trying to do everything all yeah. on my own because I thought if I do everything on my own and he abandons me, then I'm not going to fall into this black hole of depression again, mm -hmm. like last time. Yeah. But that's the thing. Um, they're going to force you to really trust the unknown. And uh, then all this post-traumatic stress is going to come up. And that's actually that shield that you have around yourself is just all of this post-traumatic stress because you don't ever want to feel that again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is, it's very, um, it's terrifying to have to break it down. And that's what I went through two weekends ago, two weeks ago when I was throwing stuff. I threw all my oracle cards and I was just throwing my and, and so everything because I'm like I was angry. I'm like, God, what have you done? Like, what the hell is this? Fuck you and your stupid cards. I'm not working for you anymore. So that's what what happens. But then of course I said sorry because I love I love my work. <laughs> but that was the night I felt that I really broke that wall. Uh, the last bricks of the wall were like completely demolished that night and yeah. so i want people to understand when you're in this twin flame union and you have these emotional outbursts don't judge them because you're doing a lot of work reprogramming your subconscious mind mm. yeah mm. it's a it's a big journey so so where where do we think this uh this journey is going to go next with you guys do you, do you have a, a pathway or are you just following your intuition or what's your plan as twin flames yeah, we've been navigating on intuition, but we do have a clear goal. Mm -hmm. So now this year we did a lot of work with our daughter as well, who had her influences of all the trauma as yeah, well. Yeah, because she was also traumatized and yeah. she had post-traumatic stress from being in that situation. Of course, in the U.S., we were th she was three years old when we left. This is the core of her existence. Yeah, she still mm -hmm. subconsciously, yeah, she saw a lot of violence. She saw that her dad was yelling at me. She so she's very defensive and and she doesn't trust anyone mm -hmm. but over the year as i have been breaking down my wall and opening mm -hmm. up to him 
my daughter Nora has been breaking down her little wall because she's tiny, but she has a big wall around her and she has learned like no matter how terrifying it was to have this man in her life that he's safe that this is a safe person for her to have and just her seeing how she's like realizing that and how she's calming down and how her reactions are way less defensive she's mm. more open to yeah. yeah she's she's it's just very interesting so this year has been a um a year that's all about healing and also helping others i feel and we we've started doing stuff for twin flames soulmates yeah. and we started just putting our experience of the past year into a course that's just video modules where we talk mm -hmm. about different topics like communication triggers um stuff like that like how do you handle you know, like, like trying to give the people a firm foundation yeah. or like some basic core values that everybody can work on and build on within their own story or whatever mm -hmm. you don't have to put details of the story on top of it but you just have a core value that you can work with mm -hmm. but we mm -hmm. saw it as well then now with, with the daughter that like yeah we worked on a lot of her frustrations and anger uh that kind of brought us to the insights that she actually missed her part of the family in america like mm -hmm. now we've been working very hard to make sure she's able to go back to america that she can like meet up with a part of the family yeah. there and, and that she can still see her grandmother before she goes yeah because she wanted to spend anymore. the holidays there she wanted mm -hmm. to go there for christmas and for me that was a really big step in like l allowing her to go back but we've mm -hmm. been in communication and like her dad is also like okay he admitted that he has a problem he is in therapy so i can see that he is wanting to be a good father and okay. i'm always communicating with my spirit guides and i'm like this feels like not a good thing sending her back to the situation that we escaped and they're like yeah but you also have to give them the chance to dissolve their trauma and mm -hmm. heal together yeah and so i'm like okay and it felt right to like send her there so she can spend the holidays with them so they can reconnect and he's also with another woman so he's with somebody else and she has a sister yeah she has a little though. sister in the us so it's going to be nice for her so the next step for us is really focusing on our work yeah. and on yeah. how we can pour all of this into guidance for other people mm. and we also really want to do our own work we want to like have 50 percent of our work be geared towards twin flames or sacred union soulmates and then 50 percent we really do our own work we that we're individual um that we're still we're, you have to kind of stay your individual self because that's the thing with twin flames because you're merging because you're becoming one you have to really be careful that you don't lose yourself completely yeah. that you still mm. do the things that you love mm. yeah, yeah. the balance in that it's really really important like there is no healthy relationship in being 24 7 together and giving your whole individuality away like you, you still need it it's yeah. the reason why you are who you are and yeah that's also what made you the person that, that to be that, that the other partner in fell in love yeah. with also like if you give that mm -hmm. away then yeah you lose your polarity or the dynamics mm. in the relationship. Mm. So, yeah, it's oh, very it's important. Beautiful, yeah.
No. It's difficult. It's difficult. I think, you know, like you say, it's that three and it's remembering that the two corners support the, the eight, the apex, you know, uh -huh. so you, you have to have those two steady corners to have this bit. And that means yeah. having the separate identities and, and being your individual selves, supporting that bit at the top and finding, I think that's probably one of maybe quite hard and it's maybe a, di a, a different uh, journey that twin flames will have to go through is Whereas for a lot of partners, I think that are not twin flames, it's like trying to find a way to come together. Whereas it's actually almost a way of having to support the 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 individualism that comes with with you guys as as twin flames as being something that's new new for you guys. Yeah, well, and we see it as well in something healthy for other relationships, and uh, not per se only for like sacred unions or twin flames. It's yeah. just some yeah, basic knowledge that really mm -hmm. benefits every relationship somebody can have in his life. Mm. I always yeah. say that you're just walking parallel with each other. It shouldn't be too intertwined. It's like two people mm -hmm. walking each other home. So it should yeah. be that you're yeah. two individual unions, unions uh, individual parts to make a union. But I think mm -hmm. with the twin flame, you say like there's there's that link in between the two of you. So it's yeah. like you're still very separate, but then there's links that kind of seems to want to pull you two together to be like, no, we'll be like this. And it's like, no, <laughs> try and keep uh -huh. your individual selves as well. So uh -huh. where where would we, we we're coming up to two hours already? So it's um, oh. I can talk to you guys all day, um, probably all day every day. But where where can we find you guys? Obviously, I'll put some links down below. But I mean, if you want to tell people where that we can find you, well, um, I'm most active on my Instagram, and that is at Lemaire Soulcrafts. Um, that's on Instagram. I post everything there first, and I also have a Facebook group. And that's called Activate Your Telephone Line to Source. And that's also where people can find my free course. It's basically just intuitive development. It has all the stuff in there and you can connect to other people. And my videos are also on YouTube and TikTok. So that's where I'm most active. And then my website, but there's links to all of that stuff on my social media. Uh, and yeah. And for me, it's the same. I think uh, most from my profession is through Instagram as well. We both do have our own podcasts as well that are on different platforms, uh, but they're still a little bit in development. It's like a, a little bit uh, fun project in the back of our mind that comes along with all the rest. Um, and then I have my own website as well. I do also have a Facebook group, but it's more for the people that I personally work with that I can have like a safe space for real integration uh, work and where people can find safe community without trolls and crazy stuff going on that there is like this really safe space on facebook uh, where we can like keep on connecting with each other and that people have the feeling they're not alone oh we're forgetting and, uh, something yes there's also our shared instagram account we have we have our own instagrams and then we have a shared instagram account that's called atlantean twin flames yeah. and there's also a facebook group with yeah. the same name, Atlantean Twin Flames. We called ourselves that because uh -huh. we feel like the way I saw it is that Atlantean lifetime is we were kind of like a high priest and high priestess in this temple. And we were working with a bunch of other Twin Flame couples, but it was kind of clear that we somehow had like leadership positions. And it was, it was told by spirit to me when I started working with my first Twin Flame clients, when we started working, 
yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Um, that the people that we will be connecting with the twin flame couples or like soulmate couples that we will be connecting with and helping in this lifetime, a lot of them are connections from Atlantis. And that was just like normal. Okay, let's call this group Atlantean Twin Flames because the people that are going to be joining this group are going to be Atlantean Twin Flames. Uh -huh. so, yeah. It's like the main chapter in the whole story. I like that's the biggest energy to mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, transform. Yeah. yeah. So, and I feel like that whole frequency of Atlantis is coming up again collectively to be looked at, and all the stuff that went wrong in Atlantis, we're now we are being given the choice to make a different uh, okay. choice. Yeah, but now. we're going back into this collective energy, like you see it globally now as well, that like this struggle between technology and the natural way of life, that or you go further in separation or you come back in balance. Yeah, yeah. And it's like this part that they've been talking about, you know. Mm. So there really is some big changes coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we've all, we're all in, I think for certainly the people who are kind of spiritually connected, have been feeling this for the last five years of this kind of choice that's going on and i know i know sometimes i'll get a bit of fear and i'll touch base with deborah she's like don't worry about it <laughs> sometimes yeah. she's like she's like i'm not sure i'm like don't worry, everything's fine so we seem to be like whenever we're keeping each other in balance which is which is nice and obviously now, now you're you're here too nick which is lovely to meet you 